Parkrun Adventures. It's Lyndall, it's not Mel. Um, I'm standing in for Mel for long-time listeners of the podcast would know that I'm standing in for Mel just for a short time. Um, and welcome to the podcast for number 160. G'day, Scotty. Hey, Lyndall. I'm, I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit excited. I'm excited to be chatting to someone else other than Mel. <laughs> is, that, is it okay to say that? I think it's okay. Oh, maybe. Mel will understand. I'm sure she'll understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And you say a short time, you know, let's, let's wait and see. Could be a long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm f- as funny as Mel. She's the funny one out of this duo, isn't she? And I don't know that I'm that funny. Oh, don't hurt me like that. So early on, Lyndall, in our partnership, I, I tend to think that I'm the funny one, but Mel is the public face of being funny. I'm sure that's true. I'm yeah. sure that's true. In my mind, that's how it works. Hey, now, I'm not sure how close you've been following the Parkrun Adventures podcast, but what we usually do is we like to talk a bit of Parkrun, and that usually involves us retelling our adventures of the previous Parkrun day. So I'm keen to know, Lyndall, where did you get up to on Saturday? This last Parkrun day, I um, ventured along to Mitchelton Parkrun for their sixth anniversary. Um, so Mitchelton is a fairly, well, not an inner city suburb, but it's not too far out from the Brisbane city area, um, sort of northwest of the CBD. Um, it was their sixth anniversary, so that was fun. There was cake. There was delicious cake. Um, and they had a theme. So um, for those of you who um, may be, you know, reasonably newly married, you might know that the traditional and modern gifts for six years of being married are iron and lollies or confectionery. And so that was the theme. So um, I decided to channel Mel. I know Mel likes a good dress up. And since I'm a stand in Mel, I, I did dress up. I went along as a licorice all sort. So that was fun. <laughs> so hang on, so take it back. So, so the theme was iron and lollies or was it just lollies? Did they drop the iron? No, 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 iron or oh, lollies. okay. So yeah. it could be either. Yeah. Radio. Yeah, there were a few people there as um, dragons from Game of Thrones and I think there was like an Iron Man and a, f- a few people celebrated the iron. Yeah, look, I like it. You've got to get creative after six years, don't you, with the themes. I know at Westerfolds, I think we must be coming up to six years as well, and I think the event team might be start scratching their heads. So I like it. Iron and lollies. And so how is it park running as a licorice all sort? Oh, not too bad. Look, I was a very abstract licorice all sort. I I wasn't square. I didn't wear a box. Um. I, I, as I said, I, I was a bit abstract, so I wore mainly black with some pink shoes and socks and a purple tutu and okay. an orange buff. So that that was my version of a licorice all sort. Did you have to explain to people that you I were I did have to explain to okay. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. I was very happy to do so. I don't mind. I knew it was a bit abstract. <laughs> That's good. I think you're actually channeling my me when you when you go with that costume. I think Mel's very specific. Yes, yes. Costumes. Mel's costumes are very, very on point. Very on point. Yeah, she puts staying a lot up of until three, four o'clock in the morning. 
yeah, yeah. to get them right. Exactly. And so Mitchelton, I don't think I don't think we've ever heard much about Mitchelton. I've certainly never been there. Six years, they must have some stories to tell. Or... Yeah, look, it's a it's a pretty reasonably sized park run. It's a, obviously very established, so they usually probably get three or four hundred park runners along on any given day. Um, it was a big day for them this week as well. Um, their long-time event director, Vince, stood down from that role and they've got two brand newies in that um, role now moving forward with Carl and Luke. Um, I had a bit of a chat to Luke on the day. He's a lovely young bloke. And and Carl looked smashing in his candy cane outfit. So I think Mitchelton's in pretty good hands. Good, good. When you say young, what do you mean by young? Oh, well, not as old as me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 25, 30, something? Oh, that's great. No, this is great. I love seeing younger people involved in parkrun. I think, um, you know, one area we really struggle with attracting is those girls and guys in their 20s. So to see an event director step up in that age group is awesome. You know, we need to have leaders. People need to follow someone. And if our leaders are of a similar age, that's how it happens. So that's yeah. great. He was a lovely bloke. He came and had a chat. Um, you know, he'll, he's in good hands. He'll be great, I think. I've got high hopes for the event great. director team at Mitchelton. Good eye. Good eye. How about you, Scotty? Where did you end? I was in Queensland. I was in your neck of the woods last Saturday. We ventured out to Victory Heights, which I know about and I got excited about after you visited there and gave us a roving report. And got yes. me all excited. I'm why glad did you, you went. Why did you go up to Victory Heights? Oh, really boring reason. I went there to get my V. To get your V. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought that was it because that was the reason we went there. Because for those that, that don't know, and that's everybody outside of Queensland, I reckon. So Victory Heights is in a town called Gympie. Now, uh, we were staying on the Sunshine Coast. We were staying at Noosa for the week. And Ivana and Kasha don't have a V. I already have a V, so I was I was open to going anywhere. But they 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 really wanted the V, and so we weren't going to weren't going to miss the opportunity. And after your report, and Mel's a big fan of Victory Heights, and I looked up their Facebook page, and it, you know it looked looked like an event that would suit me. So we headed there. Um, but it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Gimpy, like what what's What's Gimpy famous for? I think I saw a billboard as we were driving in, and it was—it's the town that saved Queensland. Yes, it did. I can tell you all about it, actually. Oh, do tell, girl. Um, so Gimpy is famous for gold. I thought so. Yeah, so you may have driven past a big, um, I don't know, some kind of structure that they used to use to pull gold out of the ground there's a lot of um underground mines there um so it's not an open cut mine it is um literally tunnels under the place um and i think a lot of you know back in the day there was a lot of gold just in the creeks Um, but they discovered gold in gympie at a time when the queensland government was pretty much on their last legs financially and didn't have any didn't have any money in the coffers so they found gold at Gympie and obviously the government got their cut and Gympie saved Queensland. Well, that's a good story. It's good to know because, yeah, so it's it's an hour north of the Sunshine Coast and 
we uh, we cut it fine. We cut it really fine because I, I might have taken a wrong turn. We, we, we reached the juncture in the road at one point and I, we either had to go left or right and uh, neither Yvonne and I were really paying attention and I, I took the call to go left, which actually sent us back to Brisbane. Oh. And added 15 minutes to the journey and when we were already cutting it really fine. Um, there was a bit of panic. There was a bit of panic in the car that we weren't going to make it, but we mm. got there just in time, just on the stroke of seven, because remember I'm an, an hour out of whack as well. I'm oh, used yes. to 8am park runs, so we're already up an hour earlier and then we've got to drive an hour. Um, but we we were that we were those tourists or we were those park runners that were rushing from the car park, missed the whole event briefing. All we heard was, you know, basically ready, set, go, and people <laughs> were, were running off and uh, we had no idea what we, where we were going. But we survived because, as you know, Victory Heights is like a – it's a trail park run and it's a really – it's a narrow single trail course with a lot of switchbacks. So you get to see a lot of the other park runners while you're out doing the park run. Um, but they could be 100 metres in front of you, but you could literally reach out and touch them. Just is the nature of the zigging and the zagging of the course. Uh, and it's also what – I, what I liked about Victory Heights is um, that it's a sort of a one-lap and I think this is so. I think your your parkrun experience is dictated by what you grew up in, essentially. So I grew up at Westerfolds. Westerfolds is a single lap course. So that's my experience of parkrun, essentially. I like the idea of starting at one point, going out, and coming back and finishing at that point. Whereas I know there's a tendency in Australia we have a lot of out and backs, and yes, we even have a lot of out and backs, out and backs. We don't have too many like laps, multiple lap courses in Australia, mm. but we have very few single loops, Yeah, which is what Victory Heights is. And so, I don't know, I just really liked it. I felt at home, like you're just out every footstep you take, the scenery changes. Um, I didn't fall over, didn't join the stat club, but but, it, but the lady in front of me did. Oops. And uh, it was okay. I was the only one who saw it. So she was she was all right, and yeah, it was a lovely, lovely morning in Victory Heights. Sounds like a victory all round. <laughs> it was, it was. So put it on your list, not for the V, just put it on your list is that it's a great place to go for a run on a Saturday morning. I concur, morning. Scotty. Yeah. It is a great place for a run. Yeah, and you and you experience these new towns. So it's fair to say I would, like, the trickets would not have gone to Gympie if it had not been for Park Run, but we got to spend the afternoon exploring the town, exploring the, the railway yards, and we found a nice cafe to have breakfast in. So it was a great morning all around. Terrific. Now, Lyndall, some of our listeners may be wondering, like, it's great that you're here, but they want to know what's happened to Mel. She's not here, so that's a good indication that she has had the baby. Um, so, and if you're not so a Facebook fill us friend, in, Scotty. Yeah. So, what's happened with Mel? There is another Urbacker in this world. Mel has surrounded herself with boys. Um, and so Emmett Avery Urbacker joined us last week. Very healthy. I don't understand this, never have Lyndall, but he was 10 pounds. I think that's a big baby. I think that's big, but I don't really know either, Scotty. You don't know either? No. Why, no, do we, don't. why do we say pounds? Like, I don't, I don't do pounds, but for some reason yeah, for babies we do pounds. It's a mystery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had the pleasure. We, we stopped in and I got to meet Emmett and the rest of them. Mel was there too, which 
was handy. <laughs> Caught up with Mel. <laughs> Uh, the showman and uh, Wesley were also in town in fine form, and everyone's doing really well. Well, they were last week. Um, well, that's fantastic. Emmett is healthy. Mel is firing. Like we, we caught up with her like literally days after, and she was Mel. She was up and about, happy as as you would expect, I guess, from Mel. Wesley's now two. And he was in a very happy mood. He's he's a pretty cute kid, I've got to admit. And I, I'm not going to choose favourites just at this stage um, because I've got to be fair to Emmett. He's only been in this world a week. Um, yeah. But Wesley is a pretty cute kid, so he's nudging ahead just at this minute. I'm sure Emmett is just as cute in his own way. Now, what, what's, what do you think of when you think of Emmett? Now, we'll let Mel answer this when she comes back and joins us. But when you hear the name Emmett, what's the first thing you think of? I think of, um, you know, books like Jane Austen books and things like that. That's what I think of. Oh, really? It's a very distinguished name. It is. Well, here's the social experiment. I go straight to Back to the Future. Oh, yes. Dr. Emmett Brown. Yes. So, well, well, there's the tease for a couple of episodes' time to find out what's the inspiration behind the name Emmett. Last week we had a return to the regulars with Kelly and Charles joining us. This week the coach is back after far too long and I think he's got some company with him as well. So welcome back to the podcast, Steve Deneen. Oh, thanks a lot guys for having me. Yeah, I've got uh, my little uh, four-month-old son Billy asleep in my lap at the moment and I've got uh, my daughter sitting beside me watching Kung Fu Panda Bear while mum's in bed at six. So uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of company but they should be in some quiet for us today. Uh, it's the norm now, it seems, for all our guests. And everyone's having babies at the moment. It's a good uh, time of year to get them out there and they're uh, all ready for our summer. Exactly. Now, nice lead in, Steve. Getting ready for summer. Let's lead off with, I've had a long break and we need to start getting fit, getting ready for summer. Is it too far out to start planning for like sort of that marathon race season that is coming at the end of the year. Should we be start thinking about that now? Yeah, uh, so my big belief with all this is the earlier you plan, the better your results going to be uh, generally. So I have a lot of guys that say to me, oh, you know, should I plan 10 weeks out from the marathon? So you can plan 10 to 12 weeks out from the marathon. If you plan 20 weeks out, you should get a better, better result. If you plan 30 weeks out, you're going to get a better result. So I think preparation is the key. Uh, if you, The closer you plan to the race, the less time you have for the hiccups to go wrong. So I think uh, preparation is ideal, and uh, yeah, definitely, I'd say to most people, I'd be starting now, if not in the next month, and not leaving it to the last second, where you increase chance of getting sick, chance of getting injured. So yeah, now plenty, plenty of time, and the further you can do it out, the better your table will be. So Steve, um, I am a little bit um, less fit than I have been in the past. Let's say I've, I won't get into what, what's happened to get me into that state but I've noticed I've lost a bit of strength and a bit of conditioning and and I feel like I need to get that back so have you got any tips on um, some strength what are the best strength exercises for runners to just build that core strength and leg strength back up okay so when you're trying to build back up and get strong you've been out of the game for a while there's a few components and the main one that I tell most people is just build up real slowly and the idea of that is You've been out for a while. One thing you've done is lost condition. That might be in the muscles. That might be in the fitness example, so your heart and lungs. 
So the key for you when you've been out it for a while is just start up really slowly. And for some people that have been really out of the game and lost fitness, it might mean start up walking. Others that aren't so far off might mean start jogging real slowly. Um, and then how far and how long you go, again, starts at your level. So as long as you get through it comfortably, you'll be fine. Um, the number one tip I give to most people, start off walk jogging. Walk for a minute, jog for a minute, and do that 10 times. And how, how once that starts to feel a bit more comfortable, two minutes jog, one minute walk. And everyone's quite familiar with the uh, Cash to 5K uh, program a lot of pe- pe- people do. That's an example. If you haven't been out for a long time and you're just trying to learn how to run again, start off doing like a Cash to 5K where you literally walk, jogging, walk, jogging, more jogging, jogging, running. And once you build a uh, base fitness, then you can look at doing sessions after that and longer runs. But Steve, what do you say to the people like myself, for example, who get really frustrated because I know what I used to be like and now I'm here and it's a much slower pace and I get, I just don't want to walk, run. Yeah, and I, I get that really well. I understand that uh, people often think, oh, you should do this, you should do that. The thing is, just to get a realistic check on where you're at, just because you want to do that doesn't mean you can do it just now. And if you try to force yourself, the chances are you'll get injured and you'll get more setbacks and that will even make you feel worse. So um, a guy like me at the moment, I'm uh, not far from my 40th birthday. What I used to do when I was 30 isn't what I can do now at 40. It doesn't matter how hard I train now, I won't be able to run, you know, try and get down and watch 29 low sub 29 minutes of 10K anymore. I'm trying to get below 30s. So you've got to be kind of realistic with where you're at. As frustrating as it is, end of the day, if you push your body too hard, too early, too soon, things can go pear-shaped really quick. And rather than saying, oh, I've been out of the game for now three months, you'll be, I've been back running for three months and I keep getting injured and now that's six months, that's nine months. So really, it's just, it's just, you know, whatever spot you're in, listen to your body. The uh, bigger your base is, the easier your jogging is, the quicker you'll get to the goal you want to achieve. If that means you start off, you know, for the first two weeks walk jogging, it's much better than doing that than spending two weeks running, two weeks injured, one week running, one week injured, and going along that way for the next six months till you're frustrated and then want to give away the sport and have another break from it. So I just think listen to your body, be kind to your body, and work into it easy. Enjoy where you're at because while you walk jogging, it uh, won't be too long till you're running, then you're doing longer runs, and before you know it, you'll be going for long Sunday runs going, gee, I'd like to have a bit of an easy day soon. One thing we've been doing in the Deneen Runners, and one thing I've benefited from enormously and helped me avoid injuries, is drills and strides. And I've introduced it into the Westerfoldians as well. And so what we do is we do a few active drills as opposed to doing the traditional stretching method. So can you go through, break it right down. So what's the difference and why do we do that and what are the benefits? There's a few questions there. Yeah, no, for sure. So back in, uh, would you believe, in 1999, I did my sports science degree. And back then we were told, look, we're sort of heading a different way in the sports science world. We're doing less stretching and more dynamic stretching, which is the drills. And the idea of the drills is to actually get your joints, your hips, your ankles, your knees through the range of motion. So part of the dynamic stretching is that while you start uh, doing the drills, you're putting your body through the ranges as they warm up and stretch. Rather than go and do a uh, 20-minute jog, you stop and do static stretching. And in that 15-minute static stretching, you go cold. So the idea of the warm-up is to get the muscles ready before you do your session. And what they used to do in the past is go do a jog, stop for 20 minutes, stretch, and suddenly you've got cold muscles again. So you're kind of really avoiding um, those muscles cooling down. 
The second part of the drill is actually teaching the bottle body the uh, biomechanics patterns. The, so when you're running, you're teaching yourself how to stride in the way your legs need to move, the way your arms need to move. Uh, so I tell a lot of my athletes is if you can't do these basic drills where you've got knee lift, you've got your stride, you've got your heel flip and all that, if you can't do it over 20 metres doing some drills, how are you going to do it over a 5K park run where you take roughly you know 5,000 steps? You can't do it over 10, 10 steps, you have no chance. So we're kind of teaching your body the motor pattern in those drills as well. So the drills and strides, the idea of that is firstly to loosen the body, warm it up, stretch it so you don't get injured. The second part of the drills and strides is to actually get you doing the uh, motor pattern so the legs go through the ranges they need to go for running efficiently, effective and um, fast. And then the third thing was the actual stride itself. Um, we do uh, four strides, 70%, 80%, 90%, 95%. And the reason you're progressing up is one, that each stride you get a little bit faster and further, things stretch out. The second part of it is also actually on a uh, biochemical level, that as you go through the warm-up, you know, your blood pHs all start to change as you start to uh, introduce oxygen deficit in that in your body. So there's actually so many reasons why we do it. Um, but to make it simple for everyone, one, to allow the body to warm up, two, is to get the biomechanics and the motor patterns working, and three, is to allow the um, chemical change in your body start to adapt. Rather than going from a cold car motor to a hot car motor, you're warming the motor up before it starts to race, if that makes sense. It does to me. Do, do you do them before every run, or is it just when you're doing a hard session or racing? So, could I do three sessions a week, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I do it three times a week. Um, with a lot of my newies, I say to them to do it every second day. Go out for an easy run and out the end do it because you've got to then teach your body how to go through those techniques and patterns. So for me, I know how to do all the drills. So yeah, three times a week or if I'm racing, I might do it on a Friday just to sort of uh, loosen the body up. Uh, but a lot of people that I'm sort of coaching, initially get them to do it more frequently just to get used to it. And that almost becomes their session. Do the warm-up, which might be 20, 25-minute jog, then do your drills, do your strides, and your runs done for the day. Um, if I was to do a big run, so let's say we're doing Melbourne Marathon, you'd probably find the uh, Thursday or Friday before Melbourne Marathon, I'd do a half an hour jog, drills and strides, and leave it at that. Um, and you know, people with all the fun runs around Australia probably notice about 10 minutes before the start of a race or 20 minutes, all the elites are at the front doing these run-throughs, strides, and all that. That's what they they are doing before they ever their race. So you know, their optimal performance is ready to come, come out. Good to know. Now, the other thing is you don't do it on your slow run, and this is something that um, I struggle with, making sure that my long slow run is that, that it is slow. I, I have a tendency to run too fast. And I know you're going to tell me, Steve, that um, I've got to slow down. But tell me why I have to do my long run slow. Okay. So at, at the moment, the way we do it is uh, one of the biggest problems in Australia is lots of people do their slow runs too fast and their fast runs too slow. That's the biggest problem. People run too much in the medium area. The idea of you doing your slow, long runs is about recovery. So when you go for a nice, easy run, you're allowing the blood to go through your body and pretty much filter through the muscles. And that way you clear all the waste products and um, all that in the body. And you're also allowed to recover and heal. So an example is if you went out and did a fast uh, 5K right now, park run Saturday, you did a fast 5K and didn't do a cool down after, which might be a walk or a small jog afterwards, you'd find Sunday you wake up a little bit sore and stiffer. That's because all the waste products that you've done in your run are still in your legs. So with your Sunday long runs, we work on 
clearing the body out, letting the blood go, filter through and recovery. The second part of a long, slow, easy run, it's about getting base fitness. All you're trying to do is just get nice and easy, work your heart and lungs, develop some strength. When you jog at an easy level, you actually develop more blood vessels in your legs. When you do a lactic run, lactic acid damages them. So the idea of a slow run is to clear your legs out and build that vascular, the blood supply to your legs. So again, a long, slow, easy run is pretty much about recovery. And the idea of that is, is so your heart and lungs recover along with your muscles and you also get the extra bonus of getting some uh, extra cage in your legs as an extra fitness. So coach, I'm a pretty slow runner and I've done a lot of longer events in my time and I think that's part of why I run so slow apart from probably lack of natural talent as well. Is that a bad thing? Should I be trying to run faster or is running slow okay? So that's a great question there uh, in terms of it's good to do long, easy runs, slow and get fit. But then what you've got to also do is sometimes during the week do a run which is a bit quicker and break up your stride. So if, if your body starts to run too slow all the time, then that becomes a template and it just runs slow all the time. So that's where the strides come in handy. So even if you're just building up fitness, you might just want to at the end of one run do some strides, which is a bit faster work, 100 metres, stride out through that. And then you might want to introduce one other run a week where you just go, go for, let's say, a half an hour run and for five, ten minutes of it, you're running a little bit faster. And what's a little bit faster? If you're running jogging at six-minute K pace, if you get down to 5.50, 5.45, that's enough to start with. And over time, that will actually help. So, you know, for her, once a week, picking up your run to run a little bit faster, it will, in the long run, make your slower runs faster to feel just as easy, if that makes sense. Great tips, Steve. It's great to have you back away far too long. Um, and the kids behaved. Ah, bit... Kids are always good here, mate. I'm very lucky with my kids. They're very chilled out. Billy's sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, Billy's sleeping and uh, Brookie's pretty relaxed. He's happily watching us on TV for once. So I'm quite lucky there. And uh, as you know, even when I go racing, they're all pretty relaxed and chilled out. So I'm fortunate that kids that let me do what I need to, to do. Good. Well, maybe next time we have you on, you can give us some advice on juggling life running balances uh, because you seem to do it pretty well. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. No, thanks a lot for having us and uh, hopefully I'll give some good tips there for people and uh, good to everyone out, out there running. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, it's Scott Watkins here and I've actually got two adventures to talk to you about. Uh, the first one is just me talking but the second one has a few more interviews and but the first one has an important lesson. So first one took me a couple of weeks ago to Westpark Parkrun in Munich, Germany. Now this is uh, another event for me in Germany and it's Parkrun's really growing there. Uh, I'd previously done the Hasenheide Parkrun in Berlin. So Westpark Parkrun, just to give you an idea of the course, uh, it's a double lap around a lake. The path is mainly gravel, a few paved sections. It's really pretty. A large part of it is just a shaded path where you're not actually really close or even within sight of the lake. Um, It's a little bit undulating, but the hills are not not challenging at all. So really, really nice. And, And being a double lap, you get to see some people on the second lap. 
Uh, now, the locals uh, there were a mix of British expats who live in Germany and uh, a lot of Germans. The run director on that day, Charlie, was a British guy who did an admiral job of doing the run briefing in German. Uh, and the adventure part for me came while I was standing there listening to Charlie and I thought, oh no, I've forgotten my barcode. Now, I'd already told the team that I was involved in parkrun in Australia and that I was visiting, so I couldn't tell them that I'd forgotten my barcode because it would have just created an awkward situation because we all know the rule, no barcode, no time. So I'm standing there during the briefing and I thought, this is either going to be a freedom run or I can try and solve this problem. So I quickly pulled up my phone and did a search for internet cafes and I found that there were two pretty close by. So I thought, okay, I can do this. I had a look at last week's results, saw that the tail walker had come in at about 45 minutes. I thought, okay, that gives me about 23 minutes after I finished running. So I set off and ran and I, I finished in about 23 minutes. And then I, uh, without sort of saying anything to anyone, I put my finished token in my pocket and I ran to an internet cafe. Now, the first one was closed. I, Google had said that it would be closed, but I thought I'd check because it was closer. Uh, so I kept running past that, ran to the second one, managed to talk to the guy in German, work out how to log on, print out my barcode, pay him the 90 cents, and then run back to Parkrun. Now, the uh, the journey to and from the Internet Cafe added about uh, nearly two and a half kilometers to my run. So my 5K Parkrun turned into a seven and a half K Parkrun, but I got back to the finish line at about 40 minutes. So uh, the tail walker, who I'd actually seen on the first lap, uh, they weren't back yet, so I managed to present my printed barcode and my uh, finished token and uh, get scanned and record my uh, parkrun adventure. So yes, I know you can buy tags. I have tags. I just, a whole combination of new shoes, being in a foreign country and deciding not to take my wallet, and I didn't take any of the barcodes that I do have with me along. So important lesson people um, don't forget your barcode but you it is possible to problem solve and i should say i was uh i was prompted to think of this idea because we've actually had a few people do similarly at albert park over the years run to office works and print out their their barcode so yeah great time in west park park run and and park runs really going places in germany uh there's there's lots of new events on the horizon and uh, i look forward to doing some more when i'm, I'm back there for work now, adventure number two is the event that I have just finished, which is RecPlex North Park Run in Pensacola, Florida. So I, again, was in the US for work and I flew into New Orleans, arriving at about 7 p.m. on Friday night. I then thought, I'm just going to grab a car and drive across to Pensacola. Now, I knew it was a long drive, but I probably hadn't thought it totally through that spending 24 hours on a plane and then getting in a hire car to drive 300 kilometers across four states probably wasn't the optimum idea but uh, I honestly felt fine and, and did it okay so yeah leaving Louisiana I drove across the border into Mississippi then across Alabama and then into Florida and got to Pensacola about 10 30 on on Friday night so I booked a hotel there, uh, got up the next morning, uh, park runs in Florida at 7.30, so earlier start for me. Turned up, it was a really beautiful morning, probably 28 degrees, uh, quite humid, very sunny, and was greeted by the team who I'd, I'd got in contact with beforehand, and they were all happy to see a visitor from Australia, and I set out and and did the run and it's uh, a trail course it's really beautiful and I managed to speak to uh, quite a few of the team who've, who've put it together afterwards 
at, at the parkrun. So here's what they had to say. So now I'm here with Alison at uh, Recplex North Parkrun. So Alison, how did you find out about Parkrun? I found out about it on Facebook. And I saw it was on the University of West Florida campus, and it was going to be the first college campus in the United States to host a park run. And I know there's nice wooded trails that are shaded, which is great in Florida, especially in the summer when it's hot. Um, would love to run in the woods, but normally doesn't feel safe. But when you can come out with, you know, 100 people, 80 people, however many show up on a Saturday, it's nice, it's safe, good opportunity to make new friends. It's great, and how many have you done? I have done 12, maybe. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's, it just started in January. Yeah. Or February, actually. So. Yeah. And have yep. you met, met new people? Lots of new people, yeah. We you know, socialize after, meet for coffee at Starbucks. So, yeah, it's been a great, great experience. I love it. I normally don't like to get out of bed on a Saturday, but I get up every Saturday for this. Excellent. Yes. Great. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying Parkrun. Thanks for talking to us. So I'm here with Robin. Now Robin's the co-event director here at Rexplex, Rexplex North Parkrun. So Robin, uh, how did Parkrun get started? Parkrun got started here. I came across Parkrun in Ireland, uh, Marley Park, 2014, and thought it would be a no-brainer for the US. And came back and people were looking at me as if I had two heads. Uh, uh, you know, free, you know, how are you going to do it? And I did another park run at Bear Island in West Cork and uh, came back again and read an article in the Wall Street Journal that whose headline was, Would Americans Take for Free What They Usually Pay For? Yeah. So anyway, we got down to work and uh, finding a suitable course was an issue. But we have a lot of nice parks in Pensacola, but they're all small and nobody wants to do 10 laps in the heat <laughs> or more. So we found the University of West Florida, and they want to be a destination campus. They want the local people in Pensacola to come visit the campus. So this was like pushing an open door, and they had the trail that was disused, and we got to work on it, a group of volunteers, and here we are. And, and you literally hewed the trail out of the, the woods? We retrieved the trail, yeah. It was pretty tight, closed in. You were pushing briars apart when you were going through it before. Okay. Well, it's uh, we we also had obviously help from the University of West Florida maintenance staff, but our volunteers are really the guys that have been whacking it out there. And so, for the uh, for the listeners, do you just describe the course. Um, well, we like to. It's a wooded course, natural course, uh, lots of roots on the trail. Um, we we like to call it as undulating. Um, some people call it very challenging, but uh, it's certainly not a course for baby strollers. Uh, we had one last week, guy, and we told him, hey, you know, we don't think you should do this. And he said, well, he was an English guy, so that that's, makes an allowance <laughs> for something. So he was giving that a try, and when he came back, he said, oh, it wasn't bad. But he was a strong fellow. I, I hate to see a young lady um, picking that up. Yeah, it was... It, it would be challenging I think with a with a stroller so yeah, good yeah. good he worked up a him. good he worked up a good sweat I can tell you he was ringing <laughs> yeah and how long have you been in Pensacola uh 30 years in Pensacola okay. yeah what brought you here um to well to the states initially it was the Irish economy downturn in 1983 early 80s we came and we spent five years up in the New Jersey area and then we um came down to Pensacola okay so, and, and what, what's this city? Like, what, what are the major industries here? 
Pensacola is mainly tourist. Okay. Mainly tourist economy. Um, we have a paper local paper mill. Um, they're getting into aerospace now um, at the airport. Um, they have uh, aircraft repair just started. Maybe a thousand, a thousand jobs. And we also have Navy Federal, a big credit union, which has brought 10,000 jobs to the Pensacola area. Okay. All good jobs. So Pensacola is on an upswing, and we got Park Run to Capitol. Great. Well, thank you for bringing Park Run here, and thank you for having me today. You're Thanks. welcome. More than welcome. So now I'm here with Gabby, who's uh, with the Pensacola Runners Association. So you're the president, Gabby, yes, and you've brought along a group today to Parkrun. Is that correct? Uh, well, I, I don't know exactly how many people came here from the Pensacola Runners Association. I guess at least 50. Uh, but we have uh, helped promote it and, and funded uh, most of the, the stuff that they have here in Parkrun. And uh, we encourage people to come here every Saturday to... Uh, you know, do the 5K and then hang out uh, after the, the run. Did you already have a, a run on Saturdays before Park Run started? Uh, no, we have social run on Thursdays. We have also 5K in the uh, Gulf Coast Brewery. And we have also the Monday group that trains here in the university with uh, Coach Caleb. But uh, And we put um, a couple 5Ks, but organized 5Ks uh, during the year. Okay, so Park Run fitted in pretty well with your schedule already. Yeah, yeah, because it's another social uh, run that we uh, you encourage and offer our uh, members to, to come and, and do. Yeah. Great, well, thank you for all you do for Park Run here, and, and I hope it keeps going well. Thank you very much. So now I'm here with Austin, who's the volunteer coordinator here at Rex, RecPlex North Parkrun. I'll get it right eventually at the end of the morning. So, so Austin, how did you find out about Parkrun? Uh, so I'm friends with Kayla Carmichael, who started this with Robin Foley. And, um, you know, I knew they were getting it going, and I've been running trails out here for years. And so Caleb talked to me about potentially helping um, get stuff going, and then... The guy who was previously doing the um, volunteer coordinator, William Cutler, he moved away, and so I took over. But before that, I'd been helping out, and I like seeing the trails get used. You know, these trails here, they weren't used for a decade, so there's there's no cleaning of them or anything like that. And it got to, you you really couldn't go on them. Um, and so Robin and Caleb, they got all, all this started, and they got the trails cleaned up. And it's, it's nice to introduce people to other ways of running besides just running on the road. Yeah, and have you met new people through this? Um, yeah, I mean, especially through doing volunteer coordinator, just you know, interacting with everybody and encouraging people to come out and volunteer and come and run. Um, so yeah, I've definitely increased my base of people I know in town and you know, different runners and stuff like that. So, have you done any other park runs uh, around the world yet? This is my only one. I was actually in DC in early April, and I was going to try and hit one of theirs up, but my. Um, my plane was leaving too early, so I didn't get to. So this is still my only one, but I want to do the other ones. Okay, great. Well, thanks for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you. So now I'm here with Caleb, who is the co other co-event director here at RecPlex North Parkrun. So, Caleb, how did you find out about Parkrun? Uh, Robin Foley, actually. He was the first guy I brought it up. I had never done a Parkrun before, believe it or not. Uh, he gave me this crazy idea about people running and it's free and it just was a strange concept when I'm used to ra racing and I have a coaching background so it's, it was a unique concept that I really kind of, I'm not sure this will work here or not and uh, after talking, after getting it, kind of the ball rolling we started figuring out hey this, people may like this. So you're a pretty uh, active runner? 
Yeah, I, I run anywhere from 80 to 100 miles a week, most weeks. <laughs> uh, and uh, I also coach the University of West Florida here. I'm a cross-country coach. Okay. So I have a, a lot of background in coaching and running. Uh, so, yeah, I'm quite busy with it. And uh, it's nice that I actually had the course right here on campus to, to utilize. And do you see many students coming along? That's the hard part. The students are lazy. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to get students to encourage the guy there. We're trying to find some ways in the fall, maybe use some yeah. incentives through the university to make sure people can come out and use it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's actually more of the general community, which is great. Um, and we'll have multiple races in Pensacola that weekend, and people still come out and do our park run and keep our numbers high, which is great. And what about the volunteering? Where do you see them coming from? Volunteers were park runners who came out, and, and then some of them decided to help. And, and really, that's what it was. We had a small number of volunteers to start off with and people came out and liked the idea and concept and want to contribute in some way uh, and that's how we got our volunteers yeah and is, have you met new people in, in the community through parkrun oh yeah yeah i mean because generally i mean i'm i'm obviously my background racing I, I i tend to do well in races most of the faster people kind of gravitate to the master fish so i get the back of the pack kind of, kind of walkers and runners and really neat getting their perspective and, and cheering them on and and understanding and listen everybody's out here having a fun you know having a good time yeah, great. Well, thank you for all you do for your community. It's great. I really enjoyed the event today. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. So here I am uh, with uh, a few more runners, and this is their third park run. So who have I got here? Courtney Martin. Cindy Martin. Shannon Martin. Okay. And mum and two daughters. So, so uh, how did you find out about park run? We just moved up to the area, up to uh, north. Um, Pensacola and uh, UWF's right across the street from our neighborhood found out about it and uh, just thought it'd be a good way to get some exercise um, not uh, have too much fun on Friday night to be able to get up on Saturday to to run and then uh, meet people and have you two met some people here no not yet no. No? Oh. Yes, we have. <laughs> Maureen. We met Luigi. And then the coach for UWF track team. Do you do, you do some running outside of Parkrun? Yeah. What, what sort of running? Um, the duathlon and the sea turtle triathlon. Okay. What part of triathlon do you like best? The biking. Biking, okay. And what about you? Do you do running outside? I did cross country last year at my school. Okay, okay. And have you been enjoying park run or does mum have to drag you along? She has to drag me. Okay. You? Um, Dragging or enjoying? Enjoying. Okay, good. Yes. We like well, it. Well, well done. I'm glad that you found Parkrun, and there's there's um, over a thousand Parkruns around the world. So your barcode now is your passport to doing Parkruns all around the world. So enjoy. Cool. Yes. Thank you. Great. Thanks a lot. So now I'm here with Elizabeth, who is a very enthusiastic Parkrun participant. So Elizabeth, how did you find out about Parkrun? I found out about Parkrun through my mom. She likes to read the newspaper a lot, and she kept encouraging me to come. Does she come? She has come once. Okay. She did not complete the whole thing because she's 86. Wow. And so she walked two miles of it. Um, and I told her, no, I wasn't going to come do it because I work at UWF, and it's like a 30-minute commute, and I didn't want to come back on a Saturday morning at 730. But I came the first week, 
and I've been coming every single time since. I wow. love it. Wow. And so what's your mix of participating and volunteering? I volunteer as much as I can. And a lot of the times I try to do the processing results so I can run as well. But it's just wherever they need me. Yeah. And you've met new people through Parkrun? I've met a ton of new people. Yeah. A ton. And it's been so much fun getting out and knowing everybody and just making connections at UWF that I haven't made before um, because we do have faculty and some staff that come out. And I'm really working to try to get student participation up. So I work with the ROTC group and I'm working with health and fitness and some of our other departments to have students come out. We've had faculty say they'll give extra credit. And so we're trying. 7.30 is a hard sell for a college student, though. It is. It is. But I think, you know, once they understand it, as you have, they'll, they'll Absolutely. enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so fun. Have you done any other park runs yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'm waiting. I really want to go to Whedon Island. I've kayaked there. But my next one is going to be Goat Trail up in outside of Chattanooga okay. in Tennessee. Okay. That's the one I want to go to. Excellent. Well, I'm sure that once you discover park run tourism, that, that'll add a whole new level to your, your it is on my bucket list. Yeah. Uh, that is like my goal now is to hit every park run in the world. Okay, well that's that's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. But you can come out to Australia and park run adventure in Australia anytime you want. I would love to come. Yeah, great. Well, great. thanks Elizabeth. Thanks for everything you do for your community. Well, that's thank awesome. you for coming out and visiting us in Pensacola, Florida. Thank you. So that's it. A really great morning at RecPlex North Park Run in Pensacola, Florida. So I didn't add that if you look at a map of Florida, Pensacola is up in the top left corner, the, the northwest of Florida. And uh, there was another recent launch. So there are now four park runs in Florida. So if you're traveling to the US, make sure you check a map because there's pretty much a park run a week launching in the US and it's it's really growing strongly now. So, yeah, a huge thanks to both of the teams in uh, West Park Park Run in Munich and RecPlex North Park Run in Pensacola for being so welcoming to me. As you heard in those interviews, the passion uh, for Park Run is the same all around the world, and I am very lucky to get to visit some of these places when I turn up there for work. So I appreciate the people being so welcoming and friendly of me. For, towards me. So it's Scott signing off from another set of Parkrun Adventures. Good morning Parkrun Adventurers. It's Melissa here and I'm coming to you from Curl Curl Parkrun. I've got a big Parkrun Adventure weekend this weekend. Um, but firstly can I congratulate Mel, Adam and Wes on the arrival of baby Emmett. Well done, he looks beautiful. But back to Parkrun, we've just finished the course here and I've got with me Sandra and Sandra ran it her very first Parkrun today. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. How did you find it? A lot of fun. It was a good course, interesting and, and pretty and nice. And how did you find out about Parkrun? Through somebody I ran into a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you're a local here? Yes, I am. Yeah. So you thought you'd come down? And... I did, yes, because she and her husband come regularly uh, and even in England, that's where he started um, doing this. So, yeah, instead of running by myself today, I thought I'll join the, the gang. Yeah, and how did you do? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
I ran like I normally do. I think it's a fairly average pace. Yep. Yeah. And so you're a gym instructor, you said? I am. Yeah, fit, yeah group fitness, group fitness instructor. So parkrun's been um, a very good way for people to get into fitness. Yeah, great way, great way, because gyms aren't for everybody, that, that's for sure. I have um, to admit, I've never been to a gym yeah, myself. Well, you know what, I don't blame you. Um, but certainly, uh, it's the great outdoors is always going to be better, better for you mentally. Uh, and physically, it's great. There's no pressure. No one's looking at you. You just do your own thing. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Sandra. I hope you come back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm going to find where they have coffee. <laughs> that's the second best part of park running. That's exactly. That was the other thing that got me lured in too. <laughs> thanks, Sandra. All right. Okay. I've got with me now Kim and Dana. Now, Kim, I believe, are you the one of the longest-standing EDs, if I've done my parkrun homework correct? That's correct. I think I'm the third. I think, um, who's the ED at Albert Park? I think he's sort of the longest-standing. And then Paul Wilcox, so Paul oh, wow. Peters, and then me, I believe. So have you been here since Curl Curl started? Yes, yep, May 2013. Wow. Can you tell us about the course? Sure. Um, it's a lovely course. It's probably one of the fastest um, in Sydney. Um, so you sort of uh, do a, oh, it's more of a figure of eight yes. um, around a parkland. Um, you know, it's got the hockey fields, the soccer, the netball. So it's really quite a sociable sort of um, Saturday morning. Um, and, you know, where we start, we've got sort of the toilets, the facilities, and then we go for coffee afterwards. So we've really got everything within five minutes. It's great. You, you get big numbers, don't you? Mm, today, I don't know, Dana, what are we up to? About oh, 300? 350 or more by now. So probably going to get close to 400 today, and that's winter. So. And Dana, I commend yeah. you on your run brief. Very Thank you. <laughs> You're very confident. <laughs> how, what's, how did, what's your story in parkrun? Um, I started parkrun about six months after parkrun had started at Curl Curl. Um, and I just heard of it through my substitute science teacher, Ken, who is one of our um, regular runners here. And he was like, yeah, everyone, you should run. It's really good for your, um, think, I, I think we were talking about cardiovascular health or something like that. So then I decided to do it. Um, and then... In 2014, I was volunteering regularly, and then in 2015, I started becoming an event director. No, run director, sorry. Yeah. Um, and even though it's technically not allowed, but because I was under 18, but yeah, I'm, I sure, was, I'm sure you're. Uh, I was other endorsed run by the Australian what, CEO. CEO, Tim. yeah, Tim. So it's oh, all good. <laughs> Very good. And what's the history of Curl Curl Park Run? Who got it started? Um, so I actually started it. Right. Um, the course itself was actually, um, I guess, discovered by Debbie Soms. So she runs Bexie, which is sort of a Northern Beaches running uh, club specialising in women um, running uh, triathlons and things like that. So her and her husband, Martin, actually founded um, the area, but because of their day jobs, they couldn't commit. Um, and so when I was coming back from the UK, I was like, I want to do Park Run. There wasn't one on the Northern Beaches. I was in contact with Tim and he goes, do you want to set it up? I'm like, sure, what does that mean? <laughs> and here we are. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Very friendly, welcoming community here. And I've really enjoyed it. And I look forward to the longest run tomorrow. I'm going to join you guys. Great. So, yeah, early start we've got on the fun bus. We do. 5am <laughs> kick-up. All right, we'll see you there. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's it from me from Curl Curl Park Run. And in typical tourist fashion, I've got to walk my way to find the coffee Sydney, what's going on? I thought it would be warmer up here. It's marginally warmer than Melbourne. Um, warm enough by my standards at least to be in a t-shirt. The Sydney people seem to think it was cold. Anyway, I'll find a way to fill in the day exploring 
the beaches at Manly and I might check in with you tomorrow after the longest run. Bye. Good afternoon Park Run Adventurers. It's Melissa here coming to you from the longest run in Sydney. We've just completed event number five at the secret location which turned out to be Mona Vale Beach. I've got with me Ollie from Shell Harbour. Hi Ollie. Hello. And brand new park runner Emily. Hi Emily. Hi. So this has been an amazing adventure today. Um, Sydney, what's with the hills? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mona Vale has some hills and it has some beach running and it's not the easiest course to run uh, for your fifth park run but it is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We've had stunning weather here today. Haha, <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> the sun's in Sydney. Um, Eventually. And they've been fabulous hosts today. Um, we've got a, another couple to do. The legs are very tired. And so, Ollie, how are you finding it? Uh, it's starting to hurt, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Which has been the standout today for you um, so far? Uh, look, I think it was, um, was it Rouse Hill? Rouse Hill was pretty, pretty beautiful over the hill and with the some of the mist still there yeah and um still a few nice ones out there wildflower again brutal but lovely hills (laughs) galston hills (laughs) but this this is something special so uh it is yeah it's just the views just amazing and um and emily so you joined us um at wildflower Wildflower, Mm. and you're new to park running so this is a new experience yeah how have you found it? Don't know if I want to run again or never run again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's probably a good thing to run, but it hurts. Well, not every park runs like this. Um, generally, you just do one. And uh, <laughs> generally, there's less hills, hopefully. <laughs> and yeah, pick a nice flat one. Now, did you say Centennial Park's going to be your home park yes. run? So I, I would think that's relatively flat. I haven't done that one. I heard it's e- someone called it easy. So. <laughs> Well, that's good. So, are you going to front up next week to Centennial? No promises, but maybe. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Ah, okay. Well, it was lovely to meet you today. You too. And we might check back in after the last park run. Yes. Okay, so the longest run is finished. It's been a fabulous day here in Sydney. And I've got with me friend to the podcast, Paul Rainbow. Hi, Paul. Good evening, Mel. And it was great today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming up. Oh, I've had a ball. So we had East Richmond Park Run first in the fog. In the fog, which yeah. was pretty much we couldn't see anything. But it wasn't raining and it wasn't cold, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> Other than couldn't see anything. Well, there's that. Yeah. Um, and then we had breakfast. Well, the breakfast was great. I, I just want to say, you know, we, we had actually a great location for breakfast because normally they're so slow, but we had a great turnaround. That's right. And then we went off to Rouse Hill after that, which I was surprised because the guys from uh, Rouse Hill, the EDs there, turned up and set up the whole course, which is absolutely amazing. Because it's actually really confusing, well not confusing, but it's a, there's a few turns that you, you could go the wrong way. So they, yeah. they put all the cones out and it was great because they ran well as well and then, then they would have had to go back and pull them all down. Yeah. And then where did we go after that? We went to Galston and yeah. again all the EDs came down and helped us out. We had Karen down at the um, at the junction point showing us the first lap, second lap. So it's yes. great to have those volunteers out on the course because 
makes life so much better for the uh, longest run. I think the event teams get a kick out of um, hosting. They do. I, when you say you're part of this part of this longest run, they really they appreciate it, and we we try to get them involved and just want to let them know that we're going to be there. Yeah. And then what? Wildflower was next. Wildflower for the uh, the our hilliest run. Yeah. Um, so thanks, thanks for that. There, yeah, that's all right. You know, we wanted to test your legs. Um, <laughs> But yeah, wildflower was nice. Again, you know, we, we had such great weather. We had a, we probably had our best turnout at um, Rouse Hill, but then at Wildflower um, or Gorston and, and then Wildflower. But at Wildflower, we had a we had quite a few numbers there. Yeah, a few people turning up for just that run. Yeah, it was a you know nice nice course. Some of the people just did, did the three k rather than the five k option, which was something you can do at um, Wildflower. And I loved the touch of the special. Secret Park Run. The Secret Park Run, yeah, right. I love that. So this is something I've been building up for a while because I've been wanting to create a new park run on the Northern Beaches for probably about four years. So it's still not there yet, but it's something that I'm proposing to council. And, you know, it's probably, it might be a few months, it might be a few years away, but it's something that I'm wanting to do. So when we've done the longest run before, we we have included proposed park runs before. So I thought, well... You know, this is something that could happen and it hopefully will happen. What did you think about the course, Mel? Oh, I loved it. You loved it? Well, uh, well, I didn't love it so much after already doing four park runs. Did your legs <laughs> love it? <laughs> My legs were a bit cranky about the about the um, elevation. Yes. But uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it, it's just a beautiful place. So yeah. why would you not want a park yeah. run there? Did you stop at the top of the hill and look around at the scenery? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a bit like starting on the beach... You got the swimming pool right there. You got you know people doing laps. Um, you're starting in a great location. You, you know you got got an absolutely awesome view at the start. Run down the beach and then you know up and over the hill and do a couple of laps up up around the hill. Because we can't have enough beach running in. No, our of course not. Yeah, well you know I I was going to mention on the page you know definitely bring a second pair of shoes because one pair could get wet. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. That would have been handy. Yeah, it would have been handy. <laughs> Didn't want to like. You know, didn't want to make sure um, anyone guessed where we were running, though, you know. <laughs> After Mona Vale. Mona Vale, we yeah. We can say the name now. Is that okay? Yeah, you can say the name, okay. yeah. It was in Mona Vale. Yeah. Um, we had a nice flat curl curl park run. Yeah. Which was also well attended. Yeah. And um, finishing up at Mossman in finishing the Finishing up at Mossman. So um, the planning side of things, we need to add more um, time in for... I guess we could say it as social slash communication slash chatting slash, you know, whatever you might want to say. But I need to add in some sort of factor for that because I've really just got driving and running is the only two factors. Um, so next year I'll add in a bit more calculation for chatting, um, which I think was the main reason. It's we're called socialising. Socialising, sorry. So that was the main reason we were about an hour-ish late, I think, at the end of the day. Um, so not too bad, but we did definitely start in the dark and um there's quite a few people with head torches quite a few people with um you know just the um the white sticks i don't know what they did but we were just shouting at the at distances saying yeah we're over here this is <laughs> this is the corner turn here oh it's all part of the uh, adventure yeah true so but you've done a brilliant job like the oh, attention to detail with all your maps and uh, i know your social media page yeah the information there and the, uh, and the posts that you put up in the updates made it so easy for us yeah um, so thank you. That's, that's right. Yeah, and um, I look forward to maybe joining next year. Next year. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a different seven park runs. I can find a tougher course for you. Can to you stretch them from Melbourne to Sydney? Uh, no. Unless we do. This is what <laughs> I was thinking. What we could do? Could we do seven states in a weekend? Um, seven states and territories. Sorry. You reckon? Maybe. I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, "Can we do maybe Simpson Desert or something? And do a <laughs> loop? Get a plane?" Down to like Tassie might be difficult. Tassie, I don't know. Yeah. Go down to Victoria from there. Can you get a plane? I don't know. Uh, I was I was considering it whether you could actually do seven. We get a helicopter. Oh, and I noticed. I got to say, um, on the Motorval course, yeah. you've got a helipad. We have got a helipad. I took a photo of that. Yeah. I was very impressed. So so we've got obviously the defib, but obviously we need a helipad as well for yeah. you know in case well, of emergency. Safety. That's right. Safety safety, safety reasons. Yeah. So it's all provided by Parkrun Australia. <laughs> um, so they uh, they fork up the uh, cost of the helicopter in. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's at the, um, the junction point after you've done the two laps of the hill. So you know it's a perfect place to put the helipad. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, we better wrap it up. All right. Thank you for a brilliant weekend. Yeah. Um, have a good trip in back. Sydney. I will. And uh, yeah. All I'll the best. come down to Melbourne soon. You're a bit of a celebrity. It took me a while to get time yeah, with you. Yeah, that's right. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, All right, thanks Mel. Our gender balance was spot on this week with the roving reports, as we heard from Scott Watkins, the president. He was He's quite the international traveller. First, he was in Germany with his tales of lost barcodes or forgotten barcodes, and um, then he was in America. He gets around. And then thanks to Mel Ellis, who ventured up to Sydney, went to Curl Curl. She had a 7 a.m. start at Curl Curl, and then she did the longest run. So it's good to hear a report. We haven't chatted about the longest run much, well, at all this year. So thanks for giving us an update on that, Mel, Ellis, Lindell. Have you got any plans for the longest run this year? Still thinking I have, about Well, it? I have just missed the North Brisbane one, which was on uh, all last weekend. And um, South Brisbane is on in a couple of weeks South Brisbane is on the weekend, actually closest to the equinox. So who knows? I might get along to some of the runs or all of the runs when that happens in a couple of weeks' time. Have you done a longest run before? So yes and no. Last year I missed the North Brisbane one because I was away somewhere. So I did the North Brisbane events but on the day of the Sunshine Coast longest run so I did it all by myself which was a bit lonely (laughs) and it got a bit hard by the sixth or seventh one but I got through it that's not how it's supposed to be done Lyndall you're doing it all wrong like it's good that you're doing it but I think it works really a a lot better with other people I think you might be right Scotty yeah yeah how about you you well it's a similar tale for me this year so because we were away and the longest runs down here fell on Sunday, the weekend just gone. There was there was a Western version, there was an Eastern version, and there was a Gippsland version down in Victoria. So lots of choice. Um, but I wasn't here for any of them. So I selfishly <laughs> decided to do my own. I, I made up my own rules. Um, I invited some Westerfoldian mates and a couple of other, the other local running clubs around close to us. And we did our own shortened version on Monday. 
Oh, yeah, long weekend Monday, yep. Yeah, so we had a long weekend down here yep. uh, in Victoria. So I did a five-event version, and I was also a little bit pissed that Westerfolds wasn't included in any of the other longest runs. So I thought that was a criminal injustice. So in my little version... Uh, you just did I'm Westerfolds sure. five times. Yeah, we just did, we just ran five laps at Westerfolds. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I went, I, we basically went to the five events around me. So as I said, very selfish. But also they're five events that I've actually all got a connection to. And so I did this silly thing. It was probably, it could have been viewed as quite an ego trip, but I did this story time with Scott before each of the runs. So I sort of just told the people who joined me um, a bit of the history of the event because essentially um, I was involved in all the events that we ran. Um, because I, I, I kind of get the, well... It was an ego trip, but I also think that the people that are joining in in these longest runs are parkrun tragics, and they, they kind of want to hear stories about um, the history of the events. And if I'm in a position to tell them because I lived them, I thought I'd give it a try. And I think. And was think it a winner? Like I think so. They got longer and longer as the day went on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got more confident or if I had. I started thinking about them a bit more on each run. Uh, but it was interesting. So we finished at Westerfolds. And um, I didn't really have anything prepared for Westfolds because everybody kind of, I thought everybody knew it. But I, I came up with something and I got emotional again, Lyndall. I think the power of this bloody parkrun community, it, it, it brought up some emotions because I talked about how much I love that, that silly park and how much this sense of calm comes over me when I drive through the gates like I'm, I'm coming home. I've watched my daughter essentially grow up. So she she started in parkrun as a four-year-old. You know, now she's uh, 11. When she grows up and she's having these conversations at dinner parties, hopefully she's going to mention, yeah, my parents dragged me along to the park every bloody weekend. But she was, she'll also have stories about surrounded by this this parkrun community and this running group community called the Westerfoldians that she all knows. And so... That's the story I told. It sounds like a terrific experience, Scotty. And one day you'll have to tell me the story of Westerfolds Parkrun because I'd love to hear it. Yep. One day, one day. You've got to come to Westerfolds. I'll have to come to Westerfolds. If you you come to Westerfolds, we'll have a four-hour breakfast after Parkrun and I'll tell you (laughs) whatever you want to know. Yeah, I'll tell you the stories that we can't put on the podcast as well, because I got plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do, Scotty. Look, it sounds like you said it was an emotional experience. In I I think that people love hearing people's stories and people love I could listen to anybody talk about pretty much anything that they're passionate about, Scotty. Yep. It just it's a it's a wonderful thing to do and it's a wonderful thing to share. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because I was inspired by Dottie at the Palm Listener Meetup, so he gave that great speech before our freedom run at Newey, where again, he got emotional, and again, he got emotional talking about people. Um, and so I thought, like, that was an engrossing 10 to 15 minutes with Dottie when he was telling the stories of this event that I'd never been to, telling stories of people that I never knew, but I loved every minute of hearing it. So I, I tried to evoke that feeling when I was telling my stories a little bit towards the end. Um, so what you're a fantastic right. goal. Yeah. I think yeah. that's terrific, Scotty. I wish I had been there. Next year. Next, next year. year. Yep. Yep. 
because we've started a new tradition. So we're, it's a breakaway longest run tradition. Only five events, which is a lot more sensible too. And I was really struggling on the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have done another two. I can tell you that now. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Well, I'll, um, if I get along to South Brisbane one and um, I get through, I don't think I'll get through seven, to be honest. But anyway, we'll see. Now, back on track, anniversaries. We have no launches again this week around Parkrun, but we do have anniversaries at Burley Griffin in the ACT. Kareen Glades in Western Australia. Dolls Point, New South Wales. Mernda in Victoria. North Shore, Queensland. Port Sorrel in Tasmania. Wangaratta in the greatest state. And Yapoon in the greatest state. No, Yapoon's in Queensland. <laughs> Ah, Yapoon in Queensland. <laughs> um, where are you heading this uh, parkrun day, Lyndall? Can you share? Yeah, I look, I am heading along. I'm doing a bit of work on my P-index and Ooh. I'm going to head along to New Farm is the plan. Okay. With, um, How many times have you been to New Farm? This will be my fifth time at okay. New Farm and I need to get it to six to get my P-index to six. Oh, good. Yeah. I like New Farm. I've run there once before. New Farm was my very fast, very first park run. Oh, really? Back in the day, yeah. So it's kind of like going home, but Bunyaville, as everybody knows, is is my my new home and my spiritual park run home. So, but New Farm's a pretty good second. I'm going to put you on notice. I want to hear about your patient zero, your parkrun patient zero next week. My parkrun patient zero? Yeah. You might have to fill me in as to what okay, that is between now and next week. <laughs> but there you go. There's another tease for next week. We can hear about <laughs> Lindell's parkrun park patient zero. Um, but you mentioned your P-index. Yes. Um, we had some exciting news during the week that uh, the V-index that Mel came up with a couple of weeks ago um, has been added to the running challenges, the Chrome extension that we all love and some people obsess over. So big thumbs up. Thumbs up, all right. Yeah, to Laura and Andy and also Pete Johns. Uh, Pete Johns, he did the nerdy stuff, did some uh, nerding on the computer and came up with something to help that happen. Uh, So Pete Johns is one of our ambassadors here in Australia. Um, so do you know your P-index? Uh, my V-index? No, P, P, yeah, your V-index? My V-index is three. Okay. So I've done, but interestingly, I've done four different volunteer roles three times each. I think I've figured it out and I know what I'm doing. And I, if I just marshal one more time, I can get my V-index up to four. There you go. Yeah, it's the same as the P-index, but in roles. I'm getting my head around it, but if I think it's the same as the P-index, but instead of events, it's roles, it makes sense. Yes, me too. Yeah. Because I yeah. couldn't get my head around it for a little while. I didn't know. Oh, no. It's very confusing. Mm. It's very confusing, but I'm all over the P-index. Um, How's your P-index going, Scotty? Uh, well, I, I, as I scroll up, my P-index is sitting at seven, but I'm really close to getting that to like nine or ten. Cool. But I've just got to commit to um, getting back to those events multiple yeah. times. 
and it won't happen this week. Well, I'm, I'm again, I'm playing a really long game because I'm going back to Rosebud Park Run this week, and I've been there before, so that'll take me up to two. That's a very long game if you're already yeah. seven or eight. <laughs> it is, and Rosebud's like an hour and a half away from home, so I can't imagine I'm going to be visiting there too often. But yeah, but if it's a nice park run, it's worth it going back to, you know. It is, and it's the it's the antithesis of what I'm used to. What I was talking about earlier. It's an out and back, out and back, right? Which is like the complete opposite to a single loop. But you know, the out and back and out and back, you it's it's a good opportunity for high fives. And it out is. and back and out and back. It so is. all of the different kinds of park runs have their place. They do. Um, I think we survived, Lyndall. I think we did okay. <laughs> Were you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's over now. You can relax. Ooh. That's a wrap on one sixty. <laughs> um, oh, look, I'm going to make the big call. You're going to be back next week. Uh, despite I, I did tell Mel that it's not up to her, it's up to me when she's ready to come back. And I think we're going to give her at least one more week. So will you do this again with me next week? If that is okay with both you and Mel, I will be back next week. <laughs> no, no, it's okay with me. So that's good. <laughs> it's okay, okay with me. <laughs>